0: What? A second series? Who ordered that? Well, you can be sure to expect more of the same. coarse language, dubious mathematics, and borderline inappropriate humour. Mathsat is back, and this time it's personal. That doesn't even make sense. and welcome to another episode of Maths at the Movies, where, simply put, we are two aliens and a space cadet critiquing movies from a mathematical (laughs) point of view. I am your co-host, Thomas Woolley, and joining me now and forevermore is the starry-eyed Ben Parker, and she ain't no moon, that Liz. How are you guys? (laughs)
1: very well slightly
0: confused after hearing that but
1: (laughs) that's because you're the space cadet dear
0: but uh as we should always mention we are never alone in this universe of ours we are joined by the super secret special guest oh tom the naked mathematician crawford how are you tom
2: i'm very good very excited to be honest Can can i just
1: state for the record Tom is not naked.
2: <laughs> this is a
1: huge misselling. It's the only reason that I agreed to do this podcast.
0: Should I should, I, should I get naked? I oh, so don't tempt him. Don't he could go any moment. <laughs> uh, uh, hey guys, guys, guys! I misunderstood because I,
3: I'm I'm naked. Then and... <laughs> you're
1: you're always
3: naked. You're just naked every week. I just thought that as we had the naked mathematician on, we were going to be naked. Our listeners were going to be naked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listeners, if you should if you should want to get naked join the podcast, make yourself comfortable. But actually, you make a good point, Liz. We are—it's false advertising for the fall, uh, naked mathematician to be here. But also, we've had a complaint about false advertising on our end. Really? Oh, really? Yes, yes. And it's a complaint about you again, Liz. Oh dear! Why is it a complaint about me? I'm flawless. Previously, my mother complained about you for all your swearing. <laughs> right. And this, well, last week, my wife, my imaginary wife, <laughs> and I like, to, I like the point that we've got so far that I'm even now calling her imaginary. <laughs> my imaginary I told my imaginary wife that uh, after last time, you told us you got gold in the maths challenge, whereas I only got two bronzes. Yeah. And after she had made fun of me, she then said, wait a minute, Liz is meant to be the, the layman. The person without mathematical knowledge, she can't be that if she was A, a maths teacher and B, got gold in the maths challenge. You're a, you're a fake, a fraud.
1: So I'm going to um, give the defence that I think has been going around Hollywood quite a lot recently, which is um, <laughs> it, it was all a very long time ago. Uh. Um, I, uh, so I, I mean, I guess I was 14 when I did the maths challenge or something. And I don't have a maths degree.
3: Maths is not a competition,
1: except you know on
3: Countdown. Yeah, let's uh, let not talk. About, oh, cutting let's not, let's not cutting. talk about Countdown.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was Ben on Countdown? Am I am ben, I missing something? Ben has appeared not on Countdown. Not my finest hour. <laughs> oh. Have we ever posted that on Mass? We should. Oh, please don't.
3: I'm trying to forget it. <laughs>
2: uh. I mean, we actually have a, a tutor here at St Hugh's who right. was on Countdown. And he's famous because he did the most ridiculous, like, number sum ever of, like, oh. just casually was like, oh, it's 25 times 73 minus, da, 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 like, just well, out did, of did, nowhere. Did, did he get it right? I, oh, yeah, no, he nailed it. Oh, yeah. right, okay, that's I'm, a good yeah, I've <laughs> seen that. See, so
3: like, at one point he multiplied
2: by a million and
3: then divided by a million later or something like that.
1: If it's the one I remember, I always remember thinking that he cheated because... <laughs>
0: <laughs> what Astro- allegedly can we put allegedly maybe i don't know oh, God, because, we're gonna trouble.
1: because what he what he actually did if, from from memory this may not be true what he actually did was he had a number and, and he multiplied it by three um but what it, in order, <laughs> so far,
0: i'm so far i'm not impressed but
1: in order to do that he first multiplied it by 75 and then divided it by 25 Oh, that's rubbish. So it looked like he was doing something really yes. difficult, because he was, like, multiply that... by 75, <laughs> and then at the end he said, well, oh, then divide by 25, and you get this. But actually, as far as I can tell, he just he just did
0: the long it's, way yeah, around. Yeah, he said, over 25, yeah. So can I, put, can I can I give you my link to uh, Fane here? Uh, Rachel Riley was actually in my math bio class. Really? Yeah, she was a peer of mine. I didn't know her. I, I only knew i know about this, because when she became the new Carol Wardman... Oh. Um, the the tutor of the class came round to everyone who was in that class, going, oh, "I taught her, I taught her, and I taught you, and I taught her, and I taught you." So I, I didn't know her at all. So
1: I once um, was in a um, club uh, dancing, and Rachel Riley was also in the club dancing, um, and um, she is radiantly beautiful in person, just radiantly. Tom, beautiful.
2: what's your link with Rachel Riley? I unfortunately do not have one. Oh, you got to uh, work on that. I oh, know, that. as I'm I'm. I, I would love one, you know. If, if you two, <laughs> you two seem to be seem as far as I can tell, best mates with her. So you yeah. know, if you want to, <laughs> you want to hook me up. I'm
0: making the uh, fingers crossed motion for the listeners at home. Well, right. do you know what
1: Tom? A, a a first step would be being naked when you say you're going to be naked. All I'm I, saying I, is. I- <laughs> That is the sort of thing that starts friendships,
0: and you're yeah. never going to be friends with Rachel Riley. I mean, having the integrity to be naked. You know. Do
1: you think
3: that's really going to work? Um, we've got a friend who's a naked mathematician, <laughs> and he, he really wants to meet Rachel Wiley.
0: <laughs> we'll have to tweet at her when this comes out, whenever that baby. But But anyway, anyway, let's get on with what? Tom, Tom, Tom. Yes. Or should I call you Dr. Crawford? Ooh, Tom Tom works. Tom, Dr. Crawford is Tom, far Tom, too formal. Tom Tom, Dr. Crawford, why have we got you on the podcast this week? What are you doing?
2: Well, Apparently I was meant to be naked. Um, but... <laughs> that was <one> reason, <laughs> Beyond that. Um... Liz
0: was having an episode a few weeks ago where she was climbing the walls and we go, uh, so to, to bring you in on this, we go- Ben was talking about um, naked conferences, uh, you know, maybe a, a new form of mathematics <laughs> conference where everyone's naked, a, a naturist mathematics conference. Yeah. Liz then googled Ma- ma- naked mathematics and found you. That that would probably get me, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. That would get you, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, and that that led on from her. She was already in heat, shall we say? <laughs>
1: I was, just, I was, I just happened to be ovulating, and this only inflamed
0: her
2: passions more. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Do you get uh, a lot of uh, because your your like Twitter
3: website is like the Naked Mathematician. Yes. I mean, do you get like any sort of emails or tweets that perhaps you w- w- weren't entirely after you for your mathematical skills? Or... <laughs>
2: um, I've, I've had. I, I can confirm. I've had a few people ask me out on a date over Twitter. Really? What? Like complete yeah. strangers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Just chatting away, did, and then did you, you know, go. Well, well, no. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? Like, they'd sort of. They'd have to start by asking a maths question, and then you know, I'm like, oh, great. This is what I want. Like. And then we chat away and then suddenly they just start, you know, it' sort of going a different direction and then it was like, Oh uh this is a bit awkward, isn't it? Like thought we were chatting about calculus and look look what's happened. Uh so <laughs> I mean that often happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Share me your differentials
3: and uh, wow. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's talk about the rate of change of my curves.
3: <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Oh,
0: God. Do, I, do I see also that from your uh, Facebook that you've had some tattoos, science tattoos?
2: Oh, I have many. I've got like six or seven maths themed, very specifically maths, not just science. Well,
0: what, what have you got? What have we got?
2: All right, we've got the. I've got my favourite shapes down my leg, so the five Platonic solids. Oh, good
0: Platonic solids. Are on,
2: are on the left, my left calf. Um, okay. I've got the Navier-Stokes equations down my ribs on the right hand Navier side. Navier-Stokes.
0: What oh.
1: are they? What are they? What are they?
2: They They describe uh, the flow of every fluid in the world. Oh. So, and that can be smoke, that can be water, that can be steam, ice. Air. In there. ketchup mustard ketchup, yeah any, honey. anything that you, you can be think of as liquid it's yeah, yeah. Okay. um so they, 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 look, they look very scary and we don't really understand them you get a million dollars for understanding them better it's one of the millennium problems you do yeah. but yeah because my my phd was flu mechanics so even though i massively avoided trying to go anywhere near Navier stokes i just figured that was a good good representation of, of what i was into
0: I was—I like, I do when we met again. Uh, at one of we had a drinks venue, and I spoke to Tom, and he came back from Cambridge, and he he told me this wonderful story that he'd gone off to Cambridge to do
2: his doctorate,
0: and then went off to the Arctic for a year. Antarctic, didn't...
2: no, Antarctic. and it was, it was only, it was only a six weeks—a year. I mean, no, it felt no. it, to be fair, it felt like a year. Um, it was it was six <laughs> weeks on a ship, and we sailed around the Southern Ocean, so we just did like big figure eights around, and it was freezing cold, and we were purposefully chasing storms. Uh, because after a storm, the, the sea was all nice and mixed and we wanted to sample it when it was mixed.
0: As a mathematical biologist, I'm actually quite interesting as a mathematician, but well, you make me feel so grey. <laughs> <You> make me. <laughs> but anyway, back to your, back to your tattoo. Sorry. You, you've got your plutonic <laughs> solids, you've got Navier Stokes. What yes. else have we got?
2: Uh, I've got? I've got Euler's identity on my chest. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. it kind of have to, right? What's um, that? Yeah. that is e to the i pi plus one equals zero. So, it's a, an equation that
0: links the six most. Which important... form did you have it in?
2: Because you could either
0: have it
3: e to the i pi plus one equals zero, or e to the i pi equals minus, minus one. one. Yeah. And, no, I went one, with the... One of them would involve marginally less needles. <laughs>
2: <So did> you... <laughs> well, no, that's a very good point. Uh, no, I, I was like, like Tom was saying, I went with the one with the e, i pi, one, and zero. I wanted like the five the five big maths numbers in there. so it's... You didn't want you didn't want the negative in there? No, basically. decided against that. Uh, but oh, I mean, yeah. like, I, I see your point on the needles, but I, I think I've got about 40 tattoos now, Ooh. so I'm kind of...
0: 40? 40... Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do see on your website. You have a Butterfree. Yeah, my favourite Pokemon. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Really. Um, what else we've got? Oh, I've got the, the main result of my PhD thesis is on my forearm. <laughs> you...
3: Sorry, sorry.
2: <laughs> Can we just... Did
3: this have to be looked at by the external examiner? <laughs> and, and, and did
2: the internal examiner have anything to do? <laughs> but, but, like, yeah, it's, but it's like... part of the rite of passage, you know. Yeah. The examiners were like, "You just all you're missing is a, a tattoo of, of your equation, and then you know what? Then then we'll call it a PhD." Did you did you
3: have to? Did you did you get it done before mm. the or after? No,
2: it? no, no, no. Like to... <laughs> minor corrections. Okay, exactly. I gotta I'm gonna go I gotta go full disclosure here. I didn't realise it was the main result of my PhD until my examiners told me it was the main result of my PhD. <laughs>
0: right. This is this is it. You've <laughs> done it here. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. They were like this is this is the, the absolute meat of the of the thesis. So to, to, do you have to sort of Define your notations, or sort of, you know, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere <laughs> higher. He's up, got citations
1: know. on his back.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, references. But
1: I mean, wow, actually, this, this distinguishes maths from arts because I mean, if I put my master's dissertation in as a tattoo, there would be ten thousand words tattooed down. There. Although actually, it <laughs> sounds like you've got about that much in. Tattoo work, <laughs> but
2: um, but... Well, could you not like summarise in like one phrase or one sentence or one date? I don't know actually what you studied, sir. So,
0: Oh, that's a good point have you ever seen the um website um five word thesis or something it, it's all people who've got their doctorate and dissertations, right. uh, and they they try to put their thesis in five words so uh let, let's all try and do that now let's throw for, for their listeners home so mine is um animals grow to help them pattern
2: that's definitely more than that five was six words <laughs> <laughs> i was counting it uh. Animals grow to help pattern. There you go, five words. Let's not do five, because I can do it in about seven or eight. (laughs) Okay, seven or eight. You can have seven. Mine was, where does river water go when it enters the ocean?
0: Always leave it with a question. Yeah. It's a good opening. Yeah.
3: Mine was, cues are bloody hard to measure. (laughs) Cues are bloody hard to measure.
0: Six. That's good.
1: Okay. Because I don't have a PhD, but I did a master's dissertation. And mine in five words is... Children know what you're doing. <laughs> that's ominous. That is is they, is very no ominous. Did that yeah. um, <laughs> and George, say, that's
0: a horror film, Liz.
1: Um, we haven't covered yet. Why you call yourself an naked mathematician? <laughs> I,
2: I do maths with no clothes on. Really? I mean, it, it's kind of all there. I think in the name. <laughs> As it does what it says on the tin. You know.
1: And okay. Is that is that kind of a gimmick to get more people to come to your lectures?
2: Um, right. Okay, the, although, the... to be honest, although to... if I tried that gimmick, I don't think I'd get more people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, the, 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 okay, the main idea behind it was that I'm trying to make maths more fun and less serious and less boring. And I just thought, what's the best way to make a subject not serious? <laughs> If I do it in my underwear, how can you possibly take anything I'm saying seriously? Hold on, hold on. Does that mean porn for you
0: is (laughs) hilarious? Let's let's just go (laughs) back (laughs) to it. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) I'm wearing
3: underwear. (laughs) So at some point, I I mean, at some point, I guess you will have had to write sort of a grant application um and as always like you know very important now as well as actually doing mathematics there's sort of dissemination yeah the, the impact yeah so what does the impact there's also dissemination so you get you get yeah. bonus points for like you know taking your research to the masses
1: sorry ben for a minute there i thought you said insemination
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i mean what are you gonna do
3: it's like so if i, I will be what he's gonna do i will i will be doing fluid dynamics. It. <laughs> well, that is <laughs> what it'll be doing for the dogs if there's insemination involved. I mean, oh, the entendres, the entendre. I just, arm I, arm. please, if you ever do, just just send me that page of your your report because that would yeah. be a classic. Let
0: us, let us carry on from this much. I'm sorry, listeners. We're going to get more complaints. I can't more. Oh, even Tom's family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my my oh. mother will faint. It's terrible. How <laughs> about uh, we all go to the movies? Okay. To the movies, zone. The movies, Right, Liz. This week we have watched, or should have all watched, The Martian, as as suggested by Tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: what can you tell us? Uh, so,
1: The Martian uh, tells us the story of Mark Watney. An astronaut who's left behind on Mars after a mission goes awry. Um, so Mark works to survive to, to survive on Mars um, while his crew and NASA work on getting him home again. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. all very dramatic and it ends very well and everyone's
0: happy. I mean, I, I would like to start. With, you say it was very dramatic, <laughs> and I, 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 I thought it was hilarious. Like, on purpose hilarious, or not? Yeah, no, no, on purpose, because I, when, I, when I saw this first come out, I didn't want to watch it, because it all looked very maudlin. Oh, no, we've left him. Oh, we'd better go, oh, no. <laughs> oh. But when I, I watched it on a plane, because I thought, well, I'll, well, I might as well, I've got hours to kill. And I just burst out laughing. My favourite quote from the film, my favourite quote, Mars will come to fear my botany powers. <laughs> <laughs> from that point on this film I'll spoil it now is come to the top of my favourite list I absolutely, I it's beautiful it's beautiful sorry any other point from anyone else I love, it. I love
1: it I mean I i really enjoyed it I did really enjoy it I mean it, I think it is supposed to be funny
0: yeah um, oh no it really is it's full of blast. it's full of hope and comedy and it's not you know, so it was entered for
3: the um, Golden Globes uh, best musical or comedy. Oh category. yes, I re- yes. Oh, wow. Ben, tell us about this. This um, is a good story. On the basis that it was an easier category to win than to win uh, the you know the best mo- the best serious drama movie, um, and they yep. won it, and then they had to change the rules. They changed they the rules to- because of this <laughs> <which> <laughs> a, strictly a comedy. Um, what what do you think, naked Tom? Because you know
2: we're watching this movie because of you. So uh... yeah, well, no, I loved it. That's why I suggested it. I I I've I'd I've only seen it once, but I remember it was fab. So and... what first
3: what first draw you drew you to a frequently naked Matt Damon?
2: <laughs> Wait, well, you know, man after my own heart. Uh, he's not naked that much, is he? I'm not is that-
0: nearly enough.
2: No. <laughs> you, do, you do get to see some bottom.
0: but actually some very very
2: skinny bottom.
0: Uh, which I believe was CGI.
2: I was going to say, no, it there's wasn't, that it was weird it bit. There's that weird bit. Yeah. When he comes out of the shower after he's yeah. been there a year and he's meant to yeah. have like, yeah. you know, wasted away. That was, that was kind of freaky. It looked like a little yeah. like zombie So thing. I think, but... I think I
1: read a, an interview and I'm literally might be making this up, but I think it was about this film uh, where he said that he told the director he was willing to lose the weight. <laughs> And the director was just like, "Oh, don't be silly. We CGI all that these days, dear." Um, so he didn't have to lose anyway. But um... it, didn't, it
2: definitely didn't show his face. I think he had a towel over his head. He's like drying mm. his like hair. Well, I think it was a body double rather than CGI. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: but, yeah his, but he does look thinner at the end, even mm. facially. You know, he looks. Um, I mean, still looks pretty good. But
0: um... <laughs> well, what, did the
2: beard? What did you think of the beard? The full, oh, so the patchy, patchy, horrible patchy beard. Yeah. The what was he called himself? Captain Blombeard. <laughs> that was see that's, that was one of the comedy bits when you, you're saying it all yeah, i thought no, I, loved it, um, I, loved I mean the it. space
0: pirate bit great yeah
2: oh that that was that whole explanation which i'm assuming is true didn't check it but it sounds believable
0: yeah oh actually no there is there is a fact about oh this is it yeah so in the book um he isn't told to take over the pod but in the film he is so he is acting under their law so he isn't actually a pirate at that point in the film, but in the book it does work. Out. Right.
1: Um, it's got so to it,
0: but it's still a great thing. I didn't
1: yeah. think it was totally flawless. So
0: oh. one thing. So
1: I I thought you could really tell that it would it had been a book first, and that there were some slightly unnecessary characters.
0: A mm. uh, Sean Bean is <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. I mean, he doesn't
0: die. Let's face it, Sean Bean doesn't die, which is always a you know a, a rarity. But yeah, he isn't needed, is he? Uh,
3: Did they get Sean Bean in the movie just so they could do the Council of Elrond gag? <laughs> yes,
0: I believe. Yes, they must
2: have. They that must was, have, was that in the book as well? Because that was great. Yeah, that bit. That's, that's yeah, yeah. That was fab. In terms of the characters, though, I do have to agree
0: with you because I cannot tell the difference. And I, I, I didn't know these were two different people until I googled them. I can't tell the difference between Jeff Daniels and Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I don't know which one's which. So,
1: Jeff Daniels was in Speed, and that is all you need to know about him because it's the
2: best film ever. But that could be Jeff Bridges. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff Bridges is hairier. I yeah,
1: they're very different, Tom. They're very different. I,
0: I, I, I'm quite face blind, so I, I, they look very similar to me. I
1: don't know. Um, so my my other beef with the film was very early on. So he's like, "I am a botanist. I'm going to do all this science," and then he picks up a bottle of grape juice, which he does yeah. not ferment and turns to wine. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the first thing. I'd be like, "Fuck the potatoes!" I'm getting. <laughs> oh, you can turn the potatoes into vodka. Yeah, I'm going to brew. As much alcohol <laughs> as I possibly can. Also and <laughs> have an absolutely great last month on Earth. On
0: Mars. That would be great, just having a still. You know, oh, I should Somebody <laughs> <shouldn't laughs> pointed potatoes. out he's
3: a botanist, he's been sent to Mars, and he has no plants in the
2: entire mission. Oh, he has seeds though, doesn't he?
1: No,
3: oh. why
2: wouldn't he grow them? He grows the potatoes from Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, so they they, yeah.
1: Bat. Why? Why have they sent a botanist? You're absolutely right. Well, <laughs> in, in the in the
0: book again, he's a botanist and an engineer. Right. He has two doctorates, botany and engineering. Because people do, you know.
3: I my botany powers, Ben. You know what I really want to do with my life? I want to build greenhouses. I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> what a what a, I, that <laughs> is a very niche
0: group. It, it is.
3: Um I mean, I, I, I mean, I quite I enjoyed the film. I, I did enjoy the film, um, but I, yeah, Matt Matt Damon always feels to me like he's going to go crazy at some point. <laughs> um, you were just waiting
0: for him to, you know. Well,
3: well, yes, I mean, it's talented, Mr. Ripley, which we haven't watched in this podcast series. Interstellar, I, I, is so much mass in it? Interstellar, which
0: we have watched.
2: Yeah, where is he is goes he crazy in it. Is he in... it? Yeah. Oh, he is in Insta- his yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He,
0: yeah, yeah. He, 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 actually, I watched Interstellar shortly after The Martian, and, and yeah, it's very different. Very, but but
2: yeah. yeah. I thought he was the
3: same character. I thought he was going to come and sort of kid everyone at the end, you know.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, he's... Yeah, he does go crazy in Interstellar. Okay,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, I, can I also give a, a shout out to Donald Glover, who... So, I'm, I've am i I've always been a little bit in love with Matt Damon. Um, ever since Goodwill Hunting, where he was weirdly young, but so was I, so it was fine, as we established when we watched Goodwill Hunting. (laughs) Um, but, um, and then I I was like, oh yeah, Matt Damon is really hot and I'm, I'm enjoying this. And then along comes Donald Glover, who I, I actually would marry. I mean, I would definitely, (laughs) I would definitely (laughs) divorce Mr. Liz. 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 I would definitely divorce Mr. Liz for Donald Glover. (laughs) I mean, just any day of the week. And I was just like, "Oh my goodness! I wonder if there's any scene where they're together, because my head would have exploded."
0: <laughs> I do like the f- the scene where he's in the server room because doing maths you need to be oh, closer but- to the big computer.
1: Went, what? <laughs> be what? With, I- you know, <laughs> among other very clever things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also thought so. Presumably, it's set a bit in the future.
2: They never made that clear, did they? It was <sighs> just like we're on Mars but yeah, kind of looks the same. I think it's deliberately vague. I
3: think, so I think it was like 2030s that well, yeah, something sort of, on the internet said. But, yeah, like
2: right. n- near
1: future. And yet, they still enter a, a username and password to get onto a computer. <laughs>
3: right. And I've got a fingerprint now, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, and at mean, the No, no bugger's
3: getting into my iPhone until I've, uh, <laughs> until I've uh, got my fingerprint.
1: And at the end, Matt Damon is drinking from a single-use coffee cup, which we all know will not Ooh. be used in the next, like, two years. So I didn't think it was a very good approximation of the future. I mean, does it really matter on Mars? What, well, whether it's the future?
0: <laughs> no, whether we use single-use coffee cups or not. He was using it on Earth. He was using it on Earth, on the very final scene when he, all those young people run past him. I mean,
1: him. Benji, that's exactly the kind of attitude that is going to, when we colonise Mars, people are going to be like, oh, great, a whole new planet. we will to fuck it up. Fuck <laughs> up. Well,
0: no, this is true, this is true, actually. So we once had a, a talk from a guy from Microsoft and he, his title was something like futurologist. And I love these people because they're nuts. Yeah. Um, and so you know, he had this graph of where computing is going. So you know, we had uh, we've got you know personal computers, and then they want to make um, smaller computers. But then he thinks that computers are going to get bigger again. So he wants to make planetary computers where you can simulate climate change in real life. <laughs> See, that's what Douglas Adams did, though. <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah. You yeah. Know, the,
3: yeah. he the, made a planet the was a computer. Christine
0: thought. Okay,
3: so the, I mean, the film got me thinking. I mean, given that a botanist with no seeds is fairly useless on Mars, <laughs> okay. Which ben, are, Ben, Ben, when would you ever be useful? Okay, but <laughs> what skill set would you need? You know, what, what, what profession would be the most useful on Mars? Because clearly, clearly, Uber driver would not be <laughs> the most
0: useful. Um, uh, I, I, uh, Undertaker. He could you could dig your own grave. It's not the most
3: useful. I mean, I, I, I think botanist with a bit of chemical training was pretty good. I, I was going to
2: say chemistry. I was thinking, yeah, she can make stuff like
1: wine out of grape juice.
3: Yeah, I'm not a botanist, okay, but I think if I was stranded on Mars, I'd have the idea of burying potatoes and growing them. Okay, yeah. it didn't require great leaps of botany.
0: You've got to make water. Oh, that's what the I think chemistry I bit, though, right? When, when, when this film came out, the week after. NASA announced they'd found water on Mars, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of the week after, It's like, you couldn't have waited, really? Yeah. And I always, I always want to see in the film, you know, Matt Damon's is there going, "Crap, I need water," and then there's a dolphin splashing around finding <laughs> something, you know. I used to thought it'd be a great scene. Where will I find water? <laughs> yeah, there was lots on the
3: internet about whether well, they, they, they could have just heated up the soil, um, but they didn't know that when the film was made. I guess I, I don't know. Uh,
2: yeah. That's it, that's it. Um, where was, okay, while why we're we on the subject of resources, where is he getting all his oxygen? You I was thinking in? that, okay? Like, well, no, they, they, no, they have, they, he does say at one point it's the oxy unit,
0: and the writer, Matthew Weir, I think it was the author, he did say that essentially this book is just um, a long list of problems. You know, it, it, yeah. It's very similar to actually like Fermat's room. I don't know if you've ever seen that, Tom. Doubt. It's a long list of problems that they have to solve to get out, or he has to solve to survive. And he said that he couldn't break the the, the cock out for him was that he couldn't break anything technological like the oxygen reclaiming unit or the water reclaiming unit because he wouldn't have an out for that. You'd just yeah. die. Yeah. So his problems were all could be solved by a botanist.
1: A clever botanist who's also
0: a, a clever yeah, bot a very genius. very clever botanist, you know. Oh no, I've got a thorn. Can I how would how do I get it out? Oh no. Uh,
2: he does pull the bullet out of his. Oh, no, he does the, the aerial like thing. The, the antenna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was I that's pretty that. grim. That like, as an opening scene, that's pretty intense. Just yeah. rooting around pretty... inside yourself with some pliers. Like. I've
1: got to be honest, I was not focusing on the wound
2: <laughs> at that stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
1: But yeah, no, I I actually really liked it as a film. I thought it was well acted. The the captain, um, Jessica Chastain's part was a bit underdeveloped. Like, hmm. I think... Hmm. And uh, that was kind of another thing I thought about it being a book. Like, in the book, I bet we got a lot of her kind of... Into, in a monologue. Uh, yeah. Of, yeah. Um, because yeah. in many ways... I mean, obviously it's a story about Matt Damon, but it's kind of also her story of, of kind well, of... I, I yeah. think it's the whole crew. You know, she
0: goes to him, you know, it will be, you know, a whole year, extra year on the... the yeah. All together, but, like, but
1: you know, that, But particularly her guilt at leaving him behind... Yeah, and she's then able to kind of go back and and save him. He's and a I botanist. Kind of... All he could
3: do is grow potatoes. <laughs> Leave him to rot in his own shit.
1: <laughs> you know he's going to go psycho as well.
0: <laughs> ben wants to reshoot this film with an alternative ending.
1: <laughs> he just goes crazy and like blows up the.
3: Like, no, potatoes. no.
0: What, what I imagine is you go back and you land and you you find Matt Damon. Like, oh,
1: get off my planet! <laughs> Would you really go back for him? <laughs> I mean,
3: come on. I don't think I don't, mean, think, that, I don't but, think NASA would do that.
1: I you know, I also thought that actually like the the yeah. kind of amount of um hype around it and the kind of people watching on in the screens and they'd probably just say, This is too expensive. We're not gonna do it,
0: we're gonna leave them behind. Yeah. Um but this is the future where everyone helps and works together. It's a beautiful ideal where China comes together and says, "Here, use our rocket," and they say, "Thank you," and they get there, and everyone happy and joyful and lovely.
3: Think of the money they spent on that. If they if they'd have if they'd have not gone to Mars a second time to pick up somebody who was fucking around in the sandstorm <laughs> in the first place, they could have spent they could have spent so much more money on research mathematics, and think where we'd be.
2: Think where we would be. Well, there's one other point I wanted to bring up. Oh, please, please while we're talking, the the ending, right? I'm sorry, you're not piercing a hole in your spacesuit to fly out. Oh, come on! Until that point, no, but until that point, it was like this is all quite far fetched. But you know what? There's there's some kind of scientific basis to some. Yes, yeah. And you were kind of like, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll let my mind expand a bit, and then you're like. Wait, 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 hang on. He's, he's going to pierce a hole in his suit on one hand and then control <laughs> that perfectly to fly, like, a 100 metres through space whilst going yeah. at several hundred metres per second. I'm, I was just. You're right. The whole last sequence
3: of the film, the first two hours, was kind of believable. If you, if you, yeah. if you admit that you know, you know, and things happen, he spends like a year trundling around in the in the in the in the space pod thing, driving up and down, and you know he's growing <laughs> potatoes with shit, and you know, working out exactly how much oxygen he needs to mix with hydrogen in order to do the thing. And then at the end, he's like, right, we've got this rescue mission. Let's just fucking do it, OK? <laughs> yeah. oh, you just press the button. Well, we're, g- we're going to be 84 kilometres from him. Mm, well, what should we do?
0: I know, let's blow up the spaceship. Because yeah, yeah. that might work. <laughs> I love that part. I, like, let's blow up the spaceship. And, and then what we'll do is we're still going to be 300 metres
3: away from him. I've got a 200 metre rope. So I'm going to endanger myself and the rest of the crew by putting myself on the end of the rope and whizzing out into space on a massive electric chair. I mean... <laughs> do you know what happened is they they'd run out of time they got to two hours and thought well we've been sensible uh we've still got 10 million pounds of budget i know let's, let's let's fuck it all up with a uh, matt Damon twizzling
0: around in space spewing out aerosol from his uh, from his right glove.
1: would he would he die if he did that no
0: he just wouldn't get anywhere cl- you wouldn't be able to control it essentially Yeah, he wouldn't. I mean, eventually he would die. He would run out of oxygen and die, Mm. but he would have just been spinning all over the place.
3: I mean, why not just eat some curried potatoes and then he could (laughs) fart
0: his way through the air? (laughs) (laughs) Again, a different ending, Ben, a different.
1: I mean, he could have just taken some stuff. They could have strapped some
2: stuff to him that he could have, like, thrown away from himself. Yes. Yes. That would have
0: worked? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, you know, he was American, means he can probably lasso something, you know? (laughs) <laughs> Get a lasso going. Good stereo. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I like yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Um no and that that sequence was also really long. So like I I watched it a while ago and I re watched it um for today and I watched most of it yesterday. Um and I got home, I had about forty minutes left, I think. Mm. And that was
0: all the last sequence. Mm. It's mm. really,
1: compared to the rest, compared to
0: kind of what they But it's like, nail biting. You've lived with this guy for a year and you want him to survive. And, ah, will they make it? Will they, won't they, will they, won't they? I, I was pretty confident he would. <laughs> the other
3: thing, okay, we're in 2030 Whipple, okay?
1: Uh-huh. Okay.
3: We've got supercomputers. We can send people to Mars. We can simulate gravity on a big spinny thing okay the chinese have got a sort of super detective thing in the last bit where they're trying to work out how to get enough weight off the you know the vertical module whatever they call it in order to you know so yeah it's a good principle like he's not going to be going fast enough to escape the lot so they need to lose some weight from the rocket he's going up on so they need to get rid of some weight in order to demonstrate this they make a papier mâché model and, <laughs> yeah. and start a start swearing. This is like amateur dramatic.
0: It's like, well, we need to, <laughs> hello Oh, Captain Exposition You've bought the papier-mâché rocket I, I did expect at some point To have a Barbie doll go, this is Mark Watney Yes
3: <laughs> Like, for fuck's sake, guys It's just like, we understand Like, Could you have not done some CGI? you CGI'd the fuck out of Mars Why'd you
2: have done papier It's a 2034 It's papier-mâché um, That actually reminds me as well of of perhaps an even more unbelievable bit than Iron Man and flying through space. Yeah. Go on then. So they're talking about trying to reduce weight and they're like, oh, you can take the roof bit off, the nose. Yeah. It weighs yeah. 500 kilograms. Right? So that's what they It's like, okay, yeah, yeah probably it's does. stability, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and then, like and then, and then the Mark Watney been on Mars for a year just picks it and just pushes it off. I, wouldn't he be really weak at this point? I don't, I don't know anybody who could lift a 500 kilogram but, weight. No but hang on, it's,
3: fi- it's 500 kilograms on
2: Earth. So oh, how much no. is it going to be on Mars? No. Oh, I've missed the trick there, haven't I? It's about
3: 60% <laughs> still. Is it 60%? So it's 300 kilos. And it's that's still a lot. Still, heavy.
2: I'm still, still not buying that's, that. So. That's
3: still a lot. I mean, that's quite a lot of potatoes. He has been lifting potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it is actually true that if you want to survive on one thing only, the potato has like enough vitamins and minerals and carbs, whatever that, that you could survive the lot. So really? If you, yeah. Yeah. Why
1: yeah. isn't it one of your five a day?
3: Oh, I think it is, isn't it? No, it's
1: not. Potatoes don't. Sweet can. potato
3: is, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah hang on. I've had crisps and chips and <laughs> <laughs> mashed potato, roast potato. No, I don't think it is 20 or 5 a day. But yeah, you can survive on it for a definitely long time.
1: That sounds great, because I love potatoes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I love- a, it's a
0: good diet, actually, but you have to... Uh, there is one diet, Kevin Smith had it recently, where he essentially dropped a load of weight, and it was just eating baked potatoes. But you can't, you can't have any butter or cheese. It's like just a baked potato. And you can eat as many as you like but uh, you won't yeah maybe you need <laughs> a bit
3: of fat as well because of I the mean, but that's, what that's
1: what all diets are like every single day <laughs> it's like you can eat Somebody was telling me about a diet that you did yesterday, and it's like you can only eat like meat
0: your fingernails and,
1: and yeah and like fingernails and they're just like oh it works really well and it's like well you're just not eating very much.
3: Yeah, it's like <laughs> don't eat ninety percent of the rest of the shit you do, and you're going to lose weight. <laughs> oh, it's magic because I only <laughs> ate cucumbers for four years, and I made this, and I started, and <laughs> well, of
0: course it did. Why not ram the cucumbers into your eyes as well, you stupid person? <laughs> and with that, and now you have had our benefits of our dietitian knowledge, let's head to the math zone. Yeah. The math zone. <laughs> Before we start, I, I, we've had a few guests on this series, and I always give the guests the choice of film. So when Tom came on, he said, I want to do The Martian, I was very happy, because I love The Martian. But I don't think there's any maths in it. So Liz, you've got your work cut out. For uh,
1: well, me. I mean, no, my first question is, is uh, Naked
2: Tom, Where, where's the maths? <laughs> 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 do you know your, your favourite man, Donald Glover, when he like jumps out of his bed and he's like, Guys have worked it out. We're going to like slingshot around the Earth and send really? the shit back.
1: So, how does a slingshot? So they do this in Apollo Thirteen as well. They slingshot it's a, around a the gravity
0: moon. Gravity boost, isn't it? Isn't so it, right? how
1: does how does that work? And what is it?
0: Jesus, uh, <laughs> you you asked for this, Tom.
3: Tom, I'm I'm a statistician, so I'm just going to go. I, I'm going to I'm going to take the rest of my clothes off and go and eat a Mars bar now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, okay so i i don't know all the detail not going to claim to be an expert but Uh basically you there's like it's called like a almost like a highway system of gravity around our solar system Mm -hmm. so it's not like completely constant everywhere there are particular Mm. points Mm. That are where it's stronger and weaker and different things because you've got. I mean, even on the Earth, you have variation, yeah. huge
0: variations. Yeah, well. like yeah. around your mum is a lot of stronger. Than <laughs> <the Earth. laughs>
2: another complaint. Then we're going to get another complaint. Um, and and so like the, the idea is you have this sort of inter. You can think of it as a system of roads, and you know when you're sending ships into space, they are literally following. These roads and you have particular. They obviously move because the planets move. Mm, mm, So it's like a moving system of roads, like the staircases in the Harry Potter staircase thing where the old staircases move. You're painting a wonderful picture. (laughs) It's kind of like that. And then the idea is. Space is
0: like the Harry Potter castle full of roads. Yes. So
3: you say you sort of go via the sort of the areas that have the highest gravity because you can get more speed up via. Well,
2: of course. To some extent, yes, but you don't want to go too close because then you're going to do mm, like mm. an interstellar where they're stuck on the planet for 95 years or whatever because of the okay. super so strong you sort gravity.
3: So you sort of skirt you the heavy... Go,
2: yeah, you want to go close enough that it's going to pull you in, but you want to still be able to escape it and you can kind of yeah. go close Without enough. Without
0: using too much fuel. Yes. I mean, this, is, this is how comets work. A planet pulls the comet in, but it's going fast enough that it shoots off again. So it's like I could. I'm in
3: London, and I could go to Wales to see Tom, and Hello. I could go via the M4. But what <laughs> I want to do is I want to sort of head towards his mum, but not very close, because yes. that would sort of speed <laughs> yes, me up.
2: Exactly, it would. <laughs> right. She would like pull you in. Sorry, Tom. She would like. Pull, right. Sorry, sorry, Mrs. Tom, mother, mother, Tom. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: Mar Woolley. Okay, is, sorry. As Mar-willy. she is affectionately known, she's Mar. <laughs> So like, yeah, you would basically, but yeah, you don't want to go too close because then you're drawn in, but you want to go close enough that you get within you the, whip the orbit around. and you whip around and fly out the other side. So where does Marwoli live? <laughs>
3: Derbyshire. All right, so we kind of have to sort of go via Birmingham. So it's quicker for me to go sort of up the M40 and then down the M6 or whatever it is <laughs> to get to Wales than it is to go straight up the M4.
2: Provided Depending... Marwoli has a gravitational pull. And she Uh, does. Equivalent to a planet. (laughs) (laughs) But it's that kind of idea.
1: Next, um, what can you tell me about hexadecimal? Is that a maths thing?
2: Oh, it is. Ooh,
0: there is maths in this. Well
1: done. Um, Actually, can I just also point out, I got very excited um, because um, very early on, Matt Damon looks straight into the character (laughs) and says, let's do the math. Yeah. He then proceeds to multiply 30 by 6. <laughs> and i was like oh god this might be it um because yeah. <laughs> um, he says they've got 30 days of food for six people anyway um yes what is hexadecimal
0: we we work in base 10 we both work in base 10 we have 10 digits zero to nine yeah okay and whenever when you get to nine when you get to 10 you put a one in the tens column yeah okay and then you go zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9 to, and then when you get to 99, you put a 1 in the 100s column. So in our place system, the number you see is millions, thousands, hundreds, tens, units. And you, and you can read it out like that. Hexadecimal is based on the number 16. Have we done this before? And we've touched on bases before. I think we did binary. This binary is just a different type of base where okay. you have 2, 0, 1. So along with your nine, uh, 10 digits, you also have A, B, C, D, E, and F. Uh-huh. Okay, so an F is a number in, in, in hexadecimal. Right. And so when you put it, so you'd go 1, 2, 3, 4, well, 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, A, B, C, D, E, F, 1 in the next column. Uh-huh. And that 1 would indicate that this is how many 16s there are. Right. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. So, I mean, like, think about it, if it's easier, think about it in terms of time. So when we see um, one at 1... we know that that's actually 1.5 hours, which is uh, 90 minutes. So that one in the left-hand column actually stands for one times 60 minutes. Yeah. Same thing happening here, just with 16.
1: But so, how do they make words out of it?
0: Oh, you you convert the number back in. So you you say A is one, B is two, C is three, etc. Up to 20. How many letters there are in the alphabet? 26. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And then, so you just convert them back into numbers. Could they not have just done that with normal numbers?
3: Written well, his ones. point
0: is that the twenty-six. Well, it could be, but twenty-six doesn't give you very much difference between where the camera would be pointing so it'd be quite Oh, so you'd only need the
2: sixteen letter. divisions of the three hundred sixty degrees. Yeah. So, and but then, but then, how would you know that you were trying to? So, say you were trying to get letter twenty. Yes. Right. So that would be you would be looking for one sixteen. Yep, yeah, and then a four. and then a four. So that would yeah. be like, would that be? Four. what that'd be one four so that'd be one four yeah yeah so, so 20 is one four in hexadecimal e-
0: each each letter would be encoded as a two digit number yeah oh so, so how did it be two digit because you because you go up to 26 which is yeah but um, like
1: so what would you have zero one
0: yeah zero zero being a say and zero one zero two zero three right
3: so i think um in the movie they started talking about ascii
0: oh yes and ascii yes. which
3: is The American Standard Code for Information Interchange, I think. Um, And basically, this was like the first way of sort of encoding letters by numbers that became popular. So computers don't send letters around. They send numbers around. Okay, And every letter has a uh, a number associated with it. So capital A is uh, 65 in ASCII. So okay, capital B, but each letter is linked to capital two B digits, is sixty six, right? capital C is sixty seven, blah 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 blah. Okay, so I could send you a number and you could turn it into a letter. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. um, so we can encode things in lots of interesting ways. I could set up a chart where I have twenty six numbers, mm-hmm. which become the letters. I could yeah. set up a chart where I use ASCII, so I use the numbers between whatever it is 65 and 90 90 to become the letters you know a through z and then you could send the numbers corresponding to that and that's what computers do so why he chose to do
2: that in the film i've absolutely no idea because it's bloody (laughs) stupid you need to that was my point (laughs) like yeah it's like why not just use naught to 10 yes and you just have the letters naught through to nine in a nice normal decimal system that we're all comfortable with and just be like you can just assign oh. a particular number to a particular letter
3: there's yeah. there's like there's 36 digits you want to send there's um you know 8 yeah, to, to z and there's 0 to 9 okay so why not just have six things and send it twice and if you've got yeah. the ro- if you've got the rotate if you've got the rotate um camera, camera it could point to the first digit which would say is it 1 2 3 4 5 6 and then yeah. it could point to the second digit, which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. I mean, yeah, you could have just
2: a grid yeah. and have it just do grid. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he just so overcomplicated what, it. He just wanted to use, say yeah. the word hexadecimal. Well, I think it was good because we did
3: um, <laughs> we get, did get to see the uh, the uh, the instruction book for the Le- leather goddesses of Foibos or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> which is a real game. Yeah, actually. which I need to play. Um, <laughs> Didn't do, I use hexadecimal? Well, apparently it had a... Co- so, so. from what I remember of all these early games, do you remember you you would get, like, a code wheel? Oh, yes, yes. Like, you so know, you, couldn't,
0: the, um, the, you couldn't copy the game without copying the wheel. That's and the wheel right. To so copy, you'd, have yeah. like a,
3: you'd have to shift the wheel round 12 positions, and then the game would give you a code which you'd have to type in to give to the Magic Dragon, which would let you into level two. Yeah, these are the, these were the good old days where we didn't have graphics. Um, <laughs> and... Um, we yeah. barely had computers. Uh, the i mean the the other interesting thing about all this um coding is proper proper codes so sort of sending sending you know letters whatever over the internet um they allow for some tolerance okay yes, so they allow error correcting code exactly so they allow for um some uh mistakes to be made okay so for example have you ever looked at the i s b n number on the back of a book uh-huh
1: okay, Ooh, very nice.
3: yes. okay. and you know the the you know the first digit. I, I don't know exactly where, but the first digit will tell you what genre it is, and the second digit will tell you like the first name of the author, or whatever. The third, you know, and then it will identify the book. The last digit doesn't mean anything at all. The last digit is just a checksum. Okay, so there's a there's a formula which relates the you know the first digit, the first uh, all, all but the last digit to the last digit, and mm. if you know whatever you do to all but the last digit equals the uh, last digit then uh, it's a way of checking that you've um, you scanned it correctly. You've scanned it correctly, and the computer knows so, so it's to give So
0: to give you an example, Liz, um, let's say the barcode was four digits long, uh-huh. and the first numbers were 1, 2, and 3, and the last digit always has to make it equal to a multiple of 10. Uh-huh. So 1 plus 2 plus 3, that would be 6, so the last digit will be 4. Uh-huh. And unless the barcode scanner sees that number being a, a multiple of 10, it'll keep rejecting it.
1: Oh, that's really interesting
0: so but, um, do, do the numbers really link to things like genre and things i just thought they were random numbers and as you say the checksum was just a checksum. um i think there is some i think
3: there is, well i think there is some with isbm i can't remember i can't remember the okay yeah. a, same with credit card numbers okay so if, yes. if i yeah. know all but the last digit of your credit card um, i can tell you what the final digit is meant to be so that final digit is just to check that you've typed it you can, in correctly. You can
0: also tell you your mother's maiden name, <laughs> uh, your date of birth, and, uh, yeah, your first pet's name.
1: So is that so, why, when I, when I type it in wrong, in a, when I'm shopping online, they yeah. know that I've typed it, it in wrong?
0: Yeah. exactly. And also they know which card you're using, because different cards have different systems. So when you put a number in it, one will be American Express, one will be Visa, one will be MasterCard.
3: So huh. if you're on Mars and you're yeah. sending information... You probably want to make sure that the information you are sent is correct. So when he's programming, <laughs> yes, you know, and obviously, you know, if I send you a text message and it says, um, "I want to eat Chinese, then you know I've made a mistake because it doesn't make sense in co- in context. But if I'm sending you computer codes, then the
0: computer codes uh, need to be correct. Um, Although on that point, did you hear about the guy who invented autocorrect died recently? Did he? His funeral's next monkey. Hey. (laughs) Well, thank you for rescuing me from what turned into quite a boring um.
1: (laughs) Gosh.
3: Um, Hmm.
1: See, my next question, um, and in fact my last question, is um, in in the film they talk about the invention of I think like the jet propulsion engine or something,
2: and they talk about. Sorry? The Jet Propulsion Lab, I think.
1: Yeah. So the and that there was a group of students at Caltech who would try doing something mm,
2: mm, trying mm. to make rocket fuel. Yeah. That's the story. Yeah.
1: And um and they um they got found out and they got sent to they like got sent away.
0: And and well they, no, the university supported them and they said, Okay, yeah. you go over there and work on this.
1: Um so that kinda of led me on to um mathematical discoveries that happened by accident um which Ooh. slightly brings me on to your phd Tom. <laughs> um, where it sounds like you slightly came up with something by accident um but has there been anything else that's been discovered like when people were trying to find out something else i mean i guess the
3: the famous the most famous example of accidental discovery was archimedes having a bath <laughs> oh eureka <laughs> yes um, uh but baths by the way um Tom really, are things that people use to clean themselves with.
0: Sort of, <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't. I've have... never. I, 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 one of us is always naked, one of us is never. You know, <laughs>
3: and I, I'm still naked, and the Mars going to be
0: Conservation of um, flesh.
3: But yeah, um, the, so the, the puzzle was to try and work out how. Oh God! Was it how heavy a gold bar was? It was the it king's was guess, crown. No,
2: I I do a and whole the king's crown. crown. There you go. I do a whole talk on this, but oh, this do one it, I, do it. I'm not. Do I'm, it. I'm, on, go for, <laughs> for it. <yeah. laughs> I'm not naked for this one though. I wear a toga, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which I was told is is historically incorrect. But you know it. it... I've got I'll a little, a little like laurel wreath <laughs> thing for my head, and i got the whole.
1: And
2: when I want to say toga, I mean a bed. Sheet. Did you wear a fig leaf? Hold on, do you wear a fig Liz... leaf?
3: <laughs> Liz just wants to know how much it is to book you for the next birthday.
1: Do you do like super yeah. nerdy Hindus?
2: I, I would be so down for that.
1: I I never had a Hindu. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, and when I say a Hindu, I just mean. A hen, you,
0: and a hen, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, well, that's the thing that you say is, you, me, and a hen. <laughs> what kind of, what kind of, it's not sadistic. Yeah, I think there's th-
1: some <laughs> pretty freaky stuff, Tom. Hedonistic.
2: Including um,
1: with, with chickens. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, please tell us about The Crown and our uh, meeting. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, so... This—I uh, even know the name of the king and everything. How well researched oh, this is! Well king Hiero the of Syracuse.
3: So that's uh, a stupid name as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he—so the story goes—he was suspicious of his goldsmith, and he thought mm. that his goldsmith was stealing from him. And so he said to his goldsmith, "Can you make me a solid gold crown?" And the mm. goldsmith was like, "Yeah, of course I can. It's my job." So he made him a solid gold crown, and then the king wanted to know whether or not it was indeed solid gold. -hmm. And the the idea being that he thought the goldsmith was maybe you know ninety percent gold mixed ten percent silver in there, and then he can take the other ten percent gold home for himself because it'd be off the inventory or whatever. Yep. And so he said to Archimedes, "He's like, right, you're you're a big big name scientist in our time, so you can you can solve this, you can do this." So Archimedes was like, "Yeah, no problem, I I can do that. You know, it's just just we we know the density of gold. It's like just work out the volume of the thing and the mass, and then I'm." Yeah, I can check whether or not it's correct. Uh, so they could weigh it and get the mass, but then they couldn't get the volume because it's a crown. It would be very tricky to measure. Exactly. the Exactly, it's a quite a tricky shape to work out the volume of. So Archimedes' yep. first thought was, well, I'll just melt it into a cube. I know the volume of a cube. Yep, it's yep. the length of one side cubed. Cubed. yeah. And and that'd be easy. But then the king was like, oh, I really like my crown. Can you not do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, being a king. I like your impression of this king. Oh, 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 oh. come on, Archie. help! help. Come on, Arky. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, you know, being a king, he obviously got his own way. So, Archimedes was—he was—he was stumped. You know, he spent yeah. many, many a day, a week, a month trying to figure this out, and he just couldn't do it. And it all became a bit much for him. And as we all do when things become a bit much for us, he had a nice, a nice soak in the bath. And so, yeah, so obviously, but he was so attached to his crown that, you know, it was in the bath with him because it's sort of become such a big part of his <laughs> life over the last few months. He couldn't bear to be without it. And and yeah. he basically noticed that when the crown was submerged, the water level went up. And then not mm-hmm. just, you know, noticed that, but also that the amount it went up was equal to the volume of the crown exactly yes i'm assuming he was in maybe like a square bath or a bath that was easy to work yeah. out the volume because you know, if he had an odd ob- odd shaped bathtub it's not really much easier to work out the volume uh, the... Well, you missed out the best part oh, and oh of course this, he then, and then ran
0: through well
2: you know everyone knows that bit like you know but yeah but that's the bit with the naked magician <laughs> in it yeah i i would like do you, to... do you then do the naked <laughs> i don't but maybe you know for future, for future shows, for Liz's Hindu, perhaps maybe, perhaps maybe the toga the... comes up at this point, and I just <laughs>
1: maybe you should tell the story from the bar,
2: or even yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just splashing act it out, this. act it out.
0: Oh, that like a bit burlesque. Then.
3: That's a YouTube video if ever saw <laughs> that. Oh my
0: god. Okay, Thomas,
1: mathematical burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the
3: Archimedes principle then? Is it, you should always have a bath before doing oh, more okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, Well, that whole story actually isn't isn't where Archimedes' principle came from. Oh, right, okay. Uh, that was like the first step. Okay. So that was working out that when you submerge an object, the water level rises by the volume of the object. But then yes. Archimedes, I guess, did further work on this and came up with his principle, which is that uh, when you submerge an object, it has uh, a weight pulling it down, and then it has mm-hmm. a buoyancy force pushing it up. It's got mm-hmm. downwards force, upwards force. If the buoyancy is bigger than the weight, then your object's going to float. And if not, yes. then it's going to sink. So that's how you know whether or not things float. And what Archimedes' principle says is basically how to calculate how strong the buoyancy force is. Because it's really easy to know the weight of an object, but to actually work out what its buoyancy force is, the hmm. upwards bit, that's the tricky bit. And his principle says that the buoyancy force is equal to to the weight of the fluid displaced by the object. Very huh. nice. Does that do okay. help
1: people build ships? Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, because it tells you, because you can work out, you take your ship, you work out how much of it is going to be submerged, you take that volume, you then work out how much that volume of water weighs, and that's mm-hmm. going to be your buoyancy force, and that needs to be bigger than the weight of the ship.
0: Yeah, you then know how much you can put on, and yeah. you know you have a helipad, or
2: you know whatever. Oh, I hear that
0: Archimedes always hankered
1: after a helipad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, has anyone else got any maths? I'm out.
2: Um, Tom, was there anything about the film you want to tell us? <laughs> I, I, well, I thought that I quite enjoyed the bit um, where they're talking about the weight of, of he's in this, he's in this little MAV that they call it, and he's got to launch himself, and they're like, it's too heavy, he won't get high enough. To reach the oh, ship, yes, and yeah. they're like, you need to remove yeah. all these panels and stuff. And then the fact that they were talking about taking the roof off, so that he was then exposed yep. to the yep. air, and covering it with a tarpaulin. Yeah, yes. yeah, which obviously just came off almost instantly when it was actually launched. <laughs> um, but but no, I just thought it was cool that they said, oh, it won't matter because, um, at the, in order to be fast enough for air resistance to like damage him. Hmm. <laughs> we'd need to be like, really high in the atmosphere. It's going to take an amount of time before we're going fast enough. And at that time, we're high enough in the atmosphere that the air's really thin. And yep. so it yep. wouldn't actually have any air resistance anymore.
0: So it was a nice counterbalance of two points there. And actually, that leads me on to an interesting point about Mars's atmosphere, because the whole instigating problem of this film and book is this uh, initial sandstorm that they have. Unfortunately, Mars' atmosphere is so thin that the hardest storm you could ever have on Mars would be like a light breeze.
3: God, I hate, <laughs> yeah. I, hate I hate people like you. <laughs> people like you,
0: like, you have to give in at some point. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying that that is purely a factual point. I still love the film, and in fact, let's go to the puzzle zone. <laughs> so last time the puzzle was. If I can remember it, Ben is looking at Liz. Oh. Liz is looking at me.
1: Oh.
3: Ben is
0: married. I am not. Is a married person looking at an unmarried person? Yes, no, or we can't tell.
1: I'm, I'm going to tell the listeners that I asked Tom to remind me what the puzzle was at the beginning of the show this week. And he said, no, we enjoy watching you floundering through it.
0: And I'm going to remind <laughs> the listeners that Thomas edits this podcast. I'm going to
2: remind the listeners that I'm naked if you want to watch anyone's <laughs>
0: And I'm
2: here. I, think, I'm I here. think we've missed a trick here. This should have been like a special video edition.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: We, we did suggest it. We did suggest it.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So say it again. So,
2: so
0: ben, ben is looking at Liz. Yeah. Liz is looking at Thomas. Yes. Ben is married. Thomas is not. Is a married person looking at an unmarried person. Yes, no, or we can't tell.
1: My immediate reaction is that yes. we can't tell. Oh. But I feel like that can't be right because otherwise yeah. it
0: would be... Consider the two situations. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, we... I
1: see. Wait. Oh, yes. Okay. So if I'm married, Yep. Ben is married and he's looking at me, so that's not that. But I'm married and I'm looking at you, so it's yep. fine. Yep. And if I'm not married... Um, then Ben is looking at me, and so, yes.
0: Yes. Yes. In all cases, yes. And as as you perfectly pointed out, it's a simple question if you just check the two cases, but it's one of those you have to have that moment's thought. Many people will say you can't tell, but after that moment's thought, you see in both universes, whether you're married or not, a married person is looking at an unmarried person.
1: Ah, very good.
0: There you go. So this week, Ben.
3: Yes. It is your turn. Oh gosh. Okay. So Ben is naked <laughs> <laughs> and in a bath. If Ben displaces And this does, you will need to grab your pen and paper or pencil and paper. Um, or if you're
0: naked you could just write on yourself.
3: And while you're grabbing your pencil paper. Or if paper, you're Tom,
1: you could tattoo it upon your body.
3: <laughs> while you're grabbing your pencil and paper, um Thomas will remind you how to contact the uh, Podcast if you need you to You can
0: contact us at uh Gmail, podcastmaths at gmail dot com. You can go to the Facebook where which is just Facebook forward slash maths at probably, who knows? Uh, <laughs> our website www.mathsat.co.uk Twitter, podcastmathsat I'm sure if you're listening, then you've found us some way.
3: Tell your friends.
0: Tell your friends. Hold on. Put some clothes on, then go tell your friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, Ben, back to your question. Stop stalling <laughs> the puzzle okay, you now have your pen well and
3: truly poised over your pencil <laughs> or your paper. <laughs> please write down the following equation five plus five plus five plus five right. okay equals five hundred and fifty five right, okay. With one stroke of your pen, you can make that sum correct. Okay?
0: Five plus five plus five plus five equals 555, and they can't do the not equals slash, because that's just too easy.
3: Yeah, you can't just put a line through the not equals, because, yeah, far too easy.
0: Okay, well, send us your thoughts on Twitter, Facebook, our our website, and we will uh, give no prizes out for the best and worst answer. Or tattoo them, tattoo them. Actually, um, I,
3: I, I, I had to cancel the first time we um, did this podcast because I was just so excited about meeting Naked Dog. Um, <laughs> so apologies for that. So I accidentally bought two copies of The Martian on DVD.
0: <laughs> so we, we can, we've got a copy of The Martian to give away. Yeah. So whoever,
3: whoever, um, you know, tweets in, Facebook's in, whatever it happens to be, okay, uh, Liz will give a prize for the most creative solution.
0: Okay. Excellent. That's wonderful. Okay. And that, then we'll get it tattooed. That price, <laughs>
3: that, 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 that is worth £1.95, that DVD. And I'll tell you what, I'll even sign it so it would be worth £1.50.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and with that, let's go to the score zone. Ben, Liz and Tom, furnish me with a random scale and a random point upon that scale. Who would like to open the bidding?
1: Okay, I'll go. Um, I will like. I would like to mark this week um, on a scale from Mercury, Mercury to Neptune. Not Pluto. No, nope, not a planet, apparently.
2: Oh, poor Pluto! He stole um, my scale. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we all had that scale, didn't we? Oh yeah.
1: no! Yeah, that, that's why I went first. <laughs> um, and I am going to give. It for the film. I'm gonna give it Venus.
3: Wow! Ooh, I
1: thought it was pretty good.
3: So, on, hey, which uh, is highest? Uh, which is highest in your scale?
1: Uh, not telling.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for for the math, um, I'm gonna for the math. I'm gonna give it Jupiter because there isn't much. I agree. But what's in there is sort of right, I think. So, And also Donald Glover does it. And he'll be my (laughs) husband one day. And I don't want to, like, slide
0: off his nuts. Uh, That's a fair point. Ben, would you like to give us a... Well,
3: I mean, I would have used the same scale, but I would have made sure that at least one of my answers was Uranus, just because... (laughs) (laughs) I get a market out of uh, 24.37 which is one soul or the length one of a soul, yes. Martian yeah. day <laughs> um uh, yes, our soul is a, is a lot uh, shorter. It's a little bit, um, but um, twenty four point three seven. Um, yeah, I really like the film. Actually, that was one of the better films we watched as a film. As uh, apart from the last twenty minutes where it just became ridiculous, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, the acting was quite good. Uh, Matt Damon's not quite believable uh, all the way through, but most of the time he, he nails it. So um, I'm going to give it twenty one point three out of twenty
0: four point three seven. Oh, that's that's
3: good. Yeah, but. As a piece of mathematics Very disappointing Very disappointing There's less mathematics in this film Than there is in a, um, a shampoo commercial okay? <laughs> uh, I think the chance of the <laughs> Matt Damon Surviving on Mars Is about as likely as uh, Richard Branson piloting the first Virgin Galactic flight to Mars Himself and dressing up as cabin crew So I'm he, afraid He
0: might do that <laughs> I'm
3: afraid with... I'm going to have to give it 4.32
2: Oh, Tom Okay, my hastily invented scale is going <laughs> to be based on how attractive Liz finds the male characters in the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh Genius! You've got so, the hang of this podcast! <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I feel like we've talked about them quite a bit, so it, um, so it for the movie itself, it, it has to be a Donald Glover on the scale. Um, really? I, I, yeah. huh I again I really enjoyed the film, which is why I suggested it um for us all to watch and as an even on a second time it was it was just as good as I remember. Uh but on the mats it is going to be given a Jeff Bridges slash Jeff Daniels slash I don't know. old I, guy I saying, with I don't know hair. which one is which. It could be either um, it could be both, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly where that is on the scale, because I don't think you really mentioned whether you had, <laughs> you had a fetish in that direction, Liz. Um, but, you know... But no,
0: that, that's, that's a perfect scale,
2: Tom. Yeah. thank you very much. Um, right. So it just falls to me... Oh, I was going to say why. I feel like it's important oh, to clarify oh, sorry, sorry, why. Because no. yeah. I, <laughs> I thought there was a reasonable amount of maths in it for a... Like, it's not, like, detailed, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff in there. It's obviously quite applied stuff, but the whole... Uh, they talk about homing transfers, yeah. and they talk about you know gravity slingshots and the the atmosphere. <laughs> what? Sorry, transfer. Homing transfer. What's
1: a homing transfer? What
2: are they? they talk about that. That's like basically where you where you launch. Um, you you. I think it's when you you launch at the right time of year where the planets are like close enough to each other, such that the distance between mm. them. is... Because obviously, you know, if Mars is on the far side of its orbit and Earth is yes, on the near yeah. side, then that's a terrible time to launch. But when yeah. they're sort of near each other, you sort of join this path and different things like that. Um, well done, you've
0: squeezed a last bit of maths. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, my
2: point was there's loads. Of, I thought all that stuff. The fact that they at least mentioned it was was cool, but it got yeah. massively marked down because the amount of times they used the phrase "Oh, let's just do the math." Which I just can't I can't deal yeah. with. Like like at the end the end bit when it's like Matt David teaching all the college kids and he's like, you know, mm. sometimes you're gonna find yourself in like a pile of shit and you just gotta say, I'm I'm either gonna die or I'm just gonna do the math. And it's like it's not those exact words, but it's like that bad. And it's yeah. just math can't like, can get on. you
3: out of shit. That's what we there. Oh I know, No, I'm not denying if,
2: that, but like if you're it's into shit, it's top <laughs> massive <laughs> I don't know, it annoyed me. That phrase annoys me. Yeah. Uh so that's that for me brought it massively down on the math scale. Harsh, harsh,
0: but fair. So it falls to me. Uh my scale is going to be on five hundred and forty-nine souls, the amount of time uh Mark Watney spends away from Earth. Oh. Um, as we've all agreed, this is a it's I loved it just because it's not what I expected. It really is funny. And it just gives us such hope for the future. If everyone could just put aside their petty differences and work together, we can bring people home from Mars. That's what we can achieve as an Earth. Um, So, uh, out of my 549 souls, I'm going to give it two years. Um, And then for the maths... I don't want to. I do, it is there. It is there. I mean, I mean, we did talk about the hexadecimal. It is there. But we have watched films with more maths, <laughs> so I'm going to give it two weeks. Oh, oh. I
1: mean, that's a low
0: score. That's, <laughs> it, it. I uh, sorry. That's a so, length so of so one I of these relationships. And so, any concluding remarks, Liz? No. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
3: <laughs> ben, anything for you? Uh, no, but as I'm naked
0: already, I'm gonna go and get in the bath. <laughs> out of so it leaves us once again to say thank you to Thomas Crowe.
1: Oh. It's oh, been, Thomas, it's been such year. a pleasure. Thank you very much.
2: It's been... We haven't seen enough of you. Hopefully we'll see yeah. to <laughs> another time. I feel time. I feel like I've let you all down now. By no, not no, being, no, you... by not turning up naked, you know. Well,
1: I mean you just let us know, you know. When, when you're giving lectures and maybe, you know, your home address and
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> send, send you some private messages, DM me. Yeah, and, and, then, yeah.
1: and then, you know, we'll, we'll forgive you.
0: <laughs> and your toga size, and yeah. <laughs> and so, with that, say goodbye, Liz. Goodbye. Say goodbye,
2: Ben. Goodbye, Ben. And Tom, say goodbye and pimp your stuff. But yeah, if anyone wants to find out more, uh, tomroxmast.com. And I'm on social media at Tom rocks maths. on all of them, including Instagram.
0: And let me tell you, Thomas's rocks are boulders. With that, <laughs> good night, everybody. We've been maths at winning at maths, losing at life. Good night. Bye bye bye. This podcast is a Random Walks production, performed by Thomas Woolley, Ben Parker, and the enigmatic Liz. Intro and outro music was "Clonky Donkey" by Nikolai Heidlas and the incidental stings were Cartoon Bank Heist from YouTube Audio Library.